Welcome to the Imposter Syndrome Terminator podcast. My name is Ines Padar, and I'm a spiritual mindset and business coach. The goal of this podcast is to help you use the full power of your subconscious mind to ditch imposter syndrome, raise your vibration, unlock the doors to abundance, and grow a low stress and high income business. So let's get started. Hi, everyone. This is a super quick message to let you know that you can now sign up for my free three-day workshop on how to attract high-ticket clients. Now, this workshop will teach you everything you need to know to attract high-ticket clients in your business, how to show up, how to come across as an expert, how to increase your revenue, and energetic and subconscious healing to be able to manifest high-ticket clients 24-7. It has done wonders in the past. Many women have significantly increased their monthly income without changing anything to their strategy, and that is exactly what we'll cover in this workshop. So just go to Ines Padar dot ch slash high ticket clients in one word or just go to the show notes i can't wait to see you there and have an amazing day hello everyone welcome to a new episode of the imposter syndrome terminator podcast today today is going to be all about feeling overly responsible for our clients results now this is such an important topic because it is probably one of the main reasons, one of the biggest reasons that people can't attract clients to them. So either their first clients, their next clients, more clients, or selling higher investment programs or packages. Now, when we are afraid of people or clients not getting results, we basically subconsciously and energetically repel them as the vibration of fear and worry or anxiety does not much match the vibration of attraction. So today we're going to cover what exactly is feeling overly responsible for clients, what does it look like, where it comes from and why we develop it in the first place, how it affects your business and income, and most importantly, how to get rid of it. Now, so many people and I can tell you this from my own experience, from my clients, from friends in the industry, feel excessively responsible or overly responsible for their clients' results. Now, some people might say, oh, this is just a good thing. It means you care that you have like good ethics, which to some extent is true. But when we feel so responsible for our clients' results that it becomes paralyzing or to the point where it's just unreasonable because there is only that much you and I can do and the client has to meet you halfway, that it just becomes hugely counterproductive. So what does it look like? What are the typical signs? Basically, worrying or anxiety or doubt or fear, excessive fear about clients getting what they want, being afraid that we are not going to deliver what they expected, etc., etc. Uh, basically thinking about uh, all of the things before you even start working with them that could go wrong or might go wrong. Uh, guilt around what you're charging, second-guessing your prices, wanting to lower your price, not because it feels good, but just because you feel it's safer in case someone doesn't get the results they initially wanted. Difficulty even charging in the worst cases, because again, we are feeling, well, if they pay, I don't know, let's take uh, random numbers, $1,000 and they don't get results, it's going to be awful and I'm going to feel so bad and they're going to ask for a refund and it's going to be a huge mess. So if I only charge 300 for my program, then 
I'll be much, much safer. I don't have as much skin in the game. I can justify it more easily, blah, blah, blah. Not true, but that's what, that's what we feel. Other typical signs of what it, or what it looks like when we feel overly responsible is very poor boundaries and basically overgiving your time, answering out of office hours, getting on extra calls, going above and beyond and bending over backwards to serve that client, not from a place of empowerment, not from a place of what is included in the program, not from a place of, you know, wanting them to become resourceful, but rather fear and anxiety and feeling that you have a moral obligation to be on 24-7, to text them as soon as, or to answer their texts as soon as they contact you, and basically coming from a place of fear that they might not be getting what they want. Another typical sign of feeling overly responsible or what it typically looks like is not getting clients at all in the first place. Now, this could be either we haven't gotten our first clients or it can also be not getting clients for a program we want. This happened to me so bad. When I started my business in July 2019, I was a therapist. I did EFT therapy and then when I got certified, I also did RTT, hypnosis, And I could find some clients, it wasn't glorious, but I had a few clients, uh, mainly from, you know, friends sending friends or friends sending family members, etc. And I could relatively easily, and I wouldn't, like, easy is not even the right word, but I could get a few sessions and get a few bucks for one-off sessions that I felt were safe. But when when I tried to sell a program that was only one month long versus... The three-month program I uh, launched later on when I had regained my confidence, but just wanting to sell a a one-month program, 30-day program, where they got much more opportunity for transformation, much more results. But of course, that was at a higher price point that completely paralyzed me because I was in my head, I was thinking, oh my God, this is not a single off session. Like this is a program, they're going to put so much money in it, which is not even true. Like everything is relative, right? And what if they don't get results? So in my mind, it was easier to sell, let's say, a one-hour session for $100, throwing in random numbers, can't really remember what I was charging, but some something along those lines, one-hour session for $100 or $150, because at least if they didn't get what they want, in my mind, the rationalization was like, well, at least it's not that much of a waste of money, right? Sometimes you try some things, doesn't really work, it's fine, it was only $150. But in my mind, if I sold a program, a one-month program program that was $800, and then they weren't satisfied after that one month, it would have made me feel so much worse because $800 is an investment. So I successfully repelled all of the opportunities. I had quite a few people who contacted me, who asked how they could work with me, And I never uh, closed a single one-month program before I did, I actually did some hypnosis and some inner healing to get rid of that fear. So it can, to to get back to the point I kind of left on a tangent, but to come back to the point I was um, making before, um, feeling overly responsible for clients' results and worrying about them being satisfied or not either stops us from getting our first clients or it can also stop us from 
upgrading some of your program. So maybe you successfully sold your $500 or your $2,000 program, but the 10K one is just not getting anywhere because deep down you're like, oh my God, people have more skin in the game. What if they have expectations? No, no, no. I'd rather stay safe with my two grand program rather than leap to a 10K where there is more room for disappointment. So sometimes when people are scaling their business, I've seen this quite a lot with my clients, they have consistent clients, consistent monthly income, they're super happy, ready to launch a new program, high touch, high level, high results that of course is at the higher investment. And then for some reason, and we know why now it's not working, it's not because people don't have money. It's not because people are not interested in the program. It's because the fear of them not getting results is so strong that it subconsciously repels all of that, all of the clients in that higher uh, investment category. And last but not least, how uh, feeling overly responsible typically materializes is all of the doubts that start creeping into our mind about imposter syndrome. So basically feeling that we're not competent enough, that we don't know enough, that maybe we should get that extra certification, that we should get more practice, that we're not legit. All of that narrative around what if I don't have what it takes or I'm not qualified enough to help my clients. Now, those are the typical signs, not exclusive list, of course, but just to give you an idea of if you have it, you probably know it if you have it because it feels awful. Now, where the hell does it come from? Because you're smart, you know intellectually, right, that you're not responsible for anyone's results or happiness. You know that with words in your mind. But knowing something and feeling it is two different things. So I can know that a tiny microscopic spider on my wall will do nothing to me. It will not do any harm. It's more scared from me than I am from it. That is the intellectual, rational part of my mind. But emotionally, I jump 10 feet away as soon as I see one, right? Well, that's the same. You know that people are responsible for themselves and their results, but you still feel the weight of responsibility. And the reason why that happens, and we're going to talk about that right now, is because of the root causes, the fundamental nature of that feeling in the first place. So where the hell does it come from? In a nutshell, very often from childhood events... Um, sometimes trauma or inherited feelings or blueprints. Basically, any situations where you were in charge of too many things, you had too many responsibilities on your shoulders, um, or any situation where you tried something that did not work, but it wasn't your fault. So super uh, basic example that I've actually seen in a, client's under a client under hypnosis is that she was maybe three years old and she had to supervise her like one-year-old sister because the mom had to go to the basement really quick for laundry. I can't remember the, the exact details. And then the one-year-old fell and the mom yelled on the three-year-old saying, hey, like you, 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 you dropped the baby or you let her fall or I can't remember exactly what happened. And basically that is putting a three-year-old in an impossible situation. A three-year-old cannot care for a one-year-old. So you're setting someone for a situation where they can only fail. And at three, our brain is like a sponge. So if mom is super unhappy, we're going to get the message, it's my fault, I failed, I can't do what she expects me to do. And that can turn into, oh my God, what if someone, a client expects, me, expects a certain result and I can't provide that? 
So that is basically the 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 big the bigger picture of where these feelings come from. Very often trying to make our parents or a sibling or someone we really love happy, but who wasn't happy because maybe they were struggling with mental health, maybe they weren't happy in their marriage, maybe we had siblings who had a hard time at school, and we see that and we love them, so we try our best to make them happy. Maybe we are being a good girl or a good boy. Maybe we are cleaning up a room or getting amazing grades because we think it's going to put a smile on their face. And it doesn't because it has nothing to do with us and everything to do with them and their personal circumstances. So again, that puts us in a situation where we can't win, where whatever we do or try, and no matter how hard we try, we can't get the outcome we want. And again, it's because we are in an impossible situation, not because we failed or not because we did anything wrong. Um, And in many, many cases, feeling the feeling of responsibility can be almost crushing because deep down, and many people, I, I don't like the word denial, but many people are completely unaware of this pattern because it's so painful that your subconscious mind shoves it deep, deep down, but basically a situation where subconsciously or energetically, because we are intuitive beings, we know that someone we really love, their life might be at risk when they are unhappy. So if someone was heavily abusing drugs or alcohol, we know what the outcome can be, right? Their survival is at risk if they overdose or if they consume too much or if they put themselves in a dangerous situation. So deep, deep, deep down, feeling overly responsible for clients' results has ties, like emotional or subconscious ties, with worrying for someone's survival. So if you had someone you really cared about or deeply cared about, friends, family members, kids, spouse, who found themselves in a situation where their survival survival was at risk and we try to help them but don't manage to help them, the real fear is, is not, oh my god, they're not happy, I, I want them to be happy 10 out of 10 and they're only happy 3 out of 10. The real fear is that we're going to lose them and this is why there is so much emotion so much fear and so much anxiety when it comes to feeling responsible for clients. It has nothing to do with their clients. It's just a manifestation of a past trauma or a past experience where we tried to help someone and couldn't, where we were very, very afraid of what might happen to them. And let's talk a tiny bit about codependency because maybe you've heard the word, maybe not, and maybe you've been in a situation of codependency without realizing it. But basically... I don't really like the definitions in the dictionary because I think they're a bit abstract, maybe. But a codependent situation is where someone around you who you really love and care for is dependent. And dependent can be dependent on drugs, depending, dependent on alcohol, on gambling, or kind of chronically unhappy or in a situation where they're not really resourceful, where they are dependent on other people or dependent on something outside of them, right? Codependency is when we care so much for them and we try to help them so bad that it almost turns into part of our identity or where part of our life mission, whether we actually want it or not, is tied to their life. So, okay, I'm going to make it my life mission or at least 
a big part of my life to help my brother who's been consuming alcohol or drugs because I really want him to get out of that. So much so that you kind of constantly live for someone else and deny your own needs and boundaries. And as the problem of the person you're trying to help worsens, you kind of become more invisible as time goes by. Invisible in the sense of your life almost becomes more about helping the other people rather than living your own life and reaching your own goals. And this is a very slippery slope because it can lead to anger, depression, anxiety, sense of hopelessness, weight gain very often, not going to talk about this in particular in this in this podcast, but if you've put on weight for no reason, so you haven't really changed your habits and it's not coming off and it's getting very frustrating and it's just you don't seem to be able to just go back to normal by exercising and doing all of these things they tell us to do. I'm not proning weight loss in any way. I'm an intuitive eater and a fuck diet person, so not proning that, but that's not the point. So if you've noticed that you tend to put on weight or that your body is not reacting as it usually does, ask yourself, am I in a situation where I feel the weight of responsibility? Am I in a situation where... Someone else's needs or circumstances is affecting me so much that it's making me anxious. Do I feel overly responsible for helping someone, for bailing out someone, for providing financial support for someone right now? Because time and time and time again in myself, in friends and in clients, that has resulted in unexplicable weight gain that doesn't really make sense in terms of what you're eating or not eating. It's not not even turning into emotional eating. It's just that it's as if your subconscious mind says, okay, I have all of this weight on my shoulders. I have to become bigger and stronger. So that is a short side note. So typical signs, as we said before, of codependency, anger, depression, anxiety, sense of hopelessness, weight gain. It can also be chronic fatigue and exhaustion because as as, as we don't respect our own boundaries and as we are so absorbed with helping someone else that we're not helping ourselves anymore, it can just result in this exhaustion or great fatigue. Um, Also, fear of being abandoned or feeling alone in your battles or wanting to control everything because when we can't control what someone else does or does not do with their health in life, one of the ways that we can regain some of that control is by controlling everything else. So obsessing about conversion rates, about how many likes we got on Instagram, freaking out that not as many people as as expected um, signed up for a workshop, wanting to control exactly how your client experience is going to be and wanting to control the fact that they're going to get results because we're scared they aren't, etc., etc. And basically, there's only that far we can go before our body says stops and has either a full-blown massive breakdown or just periods where you procrastinate massively. Procrastination is not a lack of motivation. It's not being stupid. It's not not having willpower. In some cases, procrastination is your body needing a break and then you basically spending hours on Netflix or YouTube or on mindless activities just because your system needs a break of what you're facing on a daily basis. Now, typical situations that could um, that could create such unhealthy pat- patterns of codependency is very often a family member, partner or spouse or a very good friend 
who is going through something where we feel a moral obligation to help them or because we love them so much. If it's your kids, obviously, and they're abusing drugs, of course, we want to help them. But they are not actively trying to help themselves or they're not actively doing anything to change their circumstances. So what I've seen uh, the most often with clients is a family member or friend or sibling who is constantly mismanaging money. So it's not that they've, you know, they were unlucky and lost money and they need temporary help. It's kind of this chronic cycle of overspending and not having enough to pay bills and then whining and begging for money, promising they will pay you back, not really paying you back, but still buying the latest iPhone or going on a shopping trip on the holidays, right? So it doesn't really make sense. And when these situations arise, this is basically the root cause. It is the foundations of later in life feeling overly responsible for clients' results. Because when you've been in a situation with someone who's been abusing any substance or even like a chronically unhappy family member that you're desperately trying to help, but they're not helping themselves... The only thing it's going to do is create this subconscious pattern, conscious or subconscious pattern, belief, blueprint in your mind that says, whatever I try, and no matter how hard I try, it doesn't work, or people don't get better, or I can't do anything to change their life, or no matter how hard I try, or how many certifications I get, or how many experts I call, it doesn't end up working. Now, how do you think that those beliefs are going to affect us in business? Well, it leads to today's topic of feeling overly responsible for clients' results and feeling or fearing that no matter how hard we try to help them, you know, whatever you do, if you are like a website, someone who does websites, if you're a life coach, if you're a hypnotherapist, an EFT therapist, if you coach people to grow tomatoes in their gardens, it doesn't doesn't matter. We are going to feel that we are going to attract these people who are helpless and dependent and that no matter how much we try to help them at the end of our program, they're not going to get what they want because that's the only experience we've ever had or it's a big experience we've had in our lives and then they're going to ask for their money back, they're going to be desperate and they're going to be angry, blah, 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 which is not true, but that is how we feel. So how does it affect us in business? Pretty obvious, but let's go through a few points because it's super important. Uh, greatly, it greatly affects us in business for all of the wrong in all of the wrong ways. So it's basically, as we've already mentioned, the ultimate anti-client manifestation process because the part of us that is fearful or anxious uh, about them getting results or clients getting results or not being able to help them, that part that is emanating the vibration of worry or anxiety or fear is going to repel clients away. I've had a very, very tough lesson in a launch with that phenomenon that I thought I had dealt with, and to some extent I had dealt with, but not deep enough because it just came back, where I launched a program a while ago and... I don't know, I didn't realize I wasn't fully aware that subconsciously I still feared that they wouldn't get results and that it would remind me like amazing people I know that are not getting results and it created so much anxiety of having to relive a situation where I couldn't help someone that really mattered 
and that I really loved, like the fear and the anxiety and just the mere thought of having to go through the process again, like the emotionally draining process of trying your best to help someone who can't get helped and imagining the clients doing their best and not getting results, like the entire thing, I was playing an emotional horror movie in my mind where I was sad, they were sad, everybody was sad, I was guilty because they paid money and didn't get what they want, that I fucked up the launch. I epically fucked up the launch, even though the strategy was perfect, it had been a launch I'd already done in the past, it went really well. My energy just pushed clients away, there is no other explanation. You can try to blame it on every outer factor, but I know enough about the subconscious mind and energy and beliefs to know that it was just me who energetically royally messed up that launch. So yeah, it's the ultimate feeling responsible for clients' results. It is the ultimate anti-manifestation. Either because we're afraid that they won't get results or because we don't want to go through the pain, the painful experience of trying to help someone and it not working. It's a painful experience. It can also affect our business because maybe you're just plain exhausted after having, after having, excuse me, tried and battled to help someone who couldn't or didn't want to be helped and you just don't want to put yourself through another cycle of that with clients. Or maybe, you know, you had your own struggles, you had your own kind of breakdown phase and now it's getting better, your energy is higher And especially, but not only if you are an empath, if you're very sensitive, if you tend to absorb other people's energy, someone we sometimes we just actually don't want to put ourselves in a situation where we have to help someone with a lower energy, God bless them, because it feels like we would just go back to square zero and it would affect our well-being too much if we are not, we don't really have the resources to protect our energy. It can also create imposter syndrome because we falsely, and I say falsely believe that whatever we try, it doesn't, it doesn't work or it fails. And when you were a kid, and this, I say you, it's us, right? You might, might not have been in this situation, but when we are kids and mom is not happy and we try so hard to have great grades and results at school and clean up our room so we can be the perfect kid so mom can be happy again, but she's not because she's dealing with her own stuff in her life. The message that goes in your mind is whatever I try, it fails. Whatever I do is not good enough. And this is recipe for imposter syndrome. And otherwise it affects our business is undercharging or not launching the program you want to launch, but launching the program you feel you you can you can only launching the program you feel you can launch. So to go back to the example I briefly mentioned before, two years ago when I was an EFT therapist, I wanted to have amazing clients for a three-month program and create financial freedom for myself. I would have absolutely loved that, but I was way too scared and didn't dare sell such a program. So I stuck with one-off sessions that absolutely don't create financial freedom don't create outstanding results for the clients because they don't have enough time, you know, to work on a big issue. And yeah, it basically keeps you stuck at a financial level below what you can have and what you want. Last but not least, feeling overly responsible for other people's happiness or results or life in general is just a huge energy depleter. So then we don't have any energy left for the business because we spend so much time and energy worrying about other people around us that when it comes to 
doing business and business is not always easy like it can be a real emotional roller coaster we just don't have any energy left and we procrastinate we beat ourselves up we say stuff like I should be further along I should have done this other people are more successful and that is just a vicious circle so what do we do about it how do we let go of this unhealthy pattern um the only th- there there are two mechanisms one of which is going to be way more efficient Uh, So I'm going to talk about the less efficient. One of the ways that we can alleviate the feeling of feeling overly responsible for clients' results is simply getting a few clients and then seeing that they're getting results and then progressively the feeling will kind of dissipate or at least dissipate for some investment tranche. So to give you an example, I the first time I... I launched two years or one and a half years ago, my three-month one-on-one program. Of course, I was a bit worried about, oh my God, are these people are going to get results? Not paralyzing because I had a, I had done a lot of work on it, but I had it a bit. And then I had my one-on-one clients and they were doing fantastic and they were so happy and they were recommending people to me. So the fear went away by itself, kind of like healing by doing kind of situation where The fear in the first place was pretty low because I had done so much EFT and hypnosis and inner work and the remaining fear kind of dissipated with experience and by seeing with my own eyes that the clients were really happy and that there was no worry to have. So that is the less efficient method because it's still a chicken and egg thing. How can I get a client for a three-month program if I'm paralyzed by fear and anxiety that they won't get results and I'm repelling them? Well, you can't really, right? But the only way to, to, to lessen the fear and anxiety is to get a few clients in the first place to see that it's not that bad. Now, the better solution that I highly recommend and that we will do exactly that next week in the Attract High Ticket Clients free workshop is healing our inner child or healing the part of us deep down that believes that it's our role to take care or save other people. Healing that part of us that tried so hard as a kid to make other people happy and who is so hurt because he or she could not make them happy and it was never our fault, right? We can't help someone who doesn't want to be helped and a seven-year-old child can certainly not help an adult who is dealing with their own stuff. So doing the inner work, doing some EFT hypnosis or whatever modality floats your boat, but most importantly, modalities that work with the subconscious mind and with our energetic system to change the blueprint, change the limiting beliefs, shift the perspective and emotions and energetic disruptions that we carry in our bodies, shift that, heal them, so we understand that it was never our role in the first place and that we can only be responsible for ourselves. And once we heal that, once we change the blueprint, when once we shift the limiting beliefs and the program that was wired in our mind, that is when true freedom happens. It will let go or get rid of at least, I would say, 80% of the feeling. And if you only feel kind of anxious or a tiny bit nervous, I don't even want to say anxious, but a bit nervous about people's results, let's say 10 or 20%, that is not going to be an energy that's so high that it will stop you from manifesting what you want, right? So the inner healing is absolutely key because you can have the nicest website, the best funnel, the most fantastic business coach in the world. 
the best copy, like fantastic copywriting skills, nice subtitled videos, if there is this this fear and this vibration of feeling responsible for clients' results, we're basically telling the universe, I don't want to live the horror movie of them not getting results and asking for a refund. I don't want to go through that. It's making me so anxious. So we're basically telling the universe, I don't want clients. That's what we are saying. Or I don't want high ticket clients. And as long as we're telling that the universe is going to obey and just deliver whatever is in sync with our vibe. The universe does not analyze our thoughts and feelings. It just sends us whatever is coherent with how we are feeling, thinking, and the energy we are emanating. So we will do exactly that in next week's three-day free workshop on attracting high-ticket clients. Attracting is a very intentional term. It's not struggling, it's not hustling, it's not working hard, it's not fishing for high-ticket clients, it's attracting high-ticket clients. The workshop is basically a perfect combination between strategy on how to come across as an expert that people trust, how to be a leader, how to attract people to you, and all of the strategic aspects of how to make sure your business is profitable and that you're creating financial freedom for yourself and your family, even if you have a tiny audience, and all of the energetic and spiritual and energetic work. Uh, Did I say energetic twice? Subconscious, energetic, and spiritual work to shift our energy, shift our vibrations, let go of limiting beliefs directly at the subconscious level and heal patterns that stops us and interfere with our manifestation powers. So this is what we will do. The link to sign up is in the show notes or you can go to inespadar.ch slash high ticket clients and sign up for the workshop right there. It's going to be amazing. So to kind of summarize what we talked about today, all about you are not responsible for your client's results. What did we cover today? We basically talked about what feeling overly responsible looks like. There's a difference between between being a caring, ethical person who really wants their clients to succeed and having that extra anxiety or feeling over-responsible. So we talked about what that looks like, wearing excessively, imposter syndrome, already kind of planning the horror movie of how everything is going to go wrong, poor boundaries, feeling that we have to be on 24-7 and immediately answer all of our clients' texts, which is not true. We also talk about where it comes from and how we develop that feeling in the first place and why it is so strong for so many people because very often it's tied to a sense of survival. Deep down, we're worried that someone we really, really dearly love that their survival might, must, might be, excuse me, jeopardized. So that's why the feeling is so intense. We talked about codependency and how always trying to help someone else can put ourselves and our needs last and kind of being stuck in this vicious circle where the, mo- the more we want to help someone, the less resourceful they are because they know that you are there to help them. So then the situation basically never changes and how it affects affects our business, and how to let go of it. So thank you so much for tuning in today. I hope that this was helpful. I hope that it helped you understand why we feel that way, and most importantly, why you are not and will never be responsible for your clients' results. So thank you so much for tuning in, and I will see you in the next episode. Hi everyone, this is a super quick message to let you know that you can now sign up for my free 
three-day workshop on how to attract high-ticket clients. Now, this workshop will teach you everything you need to know to attract high-ticket clients in your business, how to show up, how to come across as an expert, how to increase your revenue, and energetic and subconscious healing to be able to manifest high-ticket clients 24-7. It has done wonders in the past. Many women have significantly increased their monthly income without changing anything to their strategy, and that is exactly what we'll cover in this workshop. So just go to inespadar.com ch slash high ticket clients in one word or just go to the show notes. I can't wait to see you there and have an amazing day.